Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Thursday, March 15th, 2023, and this is episode 109 of the podcast. Over the past few weeks, I've discussed my personal life and what's been happening a little bit. I am not one to look for sympathy or anything of the sort. I'm also a private person, so for me to talk about things outside the podcast, it's kind of hard. However, I'm going to speak about a few things because I think maybe someone out there were going through similar things, and maybe them listening to the show might positively impact them. But first, today's guest is a first-time guest, Patrick Pop Seely, and he's part of something over on YouTube called the Madness Comic Network. But more on that in a minute. This initial taping was back in early January, six months ago. Yes, I feel horrible about him making the time and not running the show in a timely manner. Back then, I had some health issues. Over the months, I've had some other things happening. I wasn't even sure I was going to get the podcast back and going. I was thinking about not doing it anymore. But after much thought and planning, I have decided to keep it going. However, another issue was lurking in the background, something I normally handle and manage. It's anxiety and panic attacks. As I was getting the show back on the feast, some of the anxiety tripped me up a bit. Pop's taping was one of several I tried to schedule before now. And now I'm going back and making amends for not running their tapings in a timely manner. Some had to be scrapped, unfortunately. But others, like last week's shows with Ross Aiken, who does a fantastic podcast, you need to check it out, called Stop, Let's Team Up. We talked about the death of Iris Allen and Gene Loring before our identity crisis. Ross has been on the show more than any other guest. Ross is also a friend who's acted as a sounding board. I like what he brings to the show. I did wrong with Ross, and that's just not me, folks. Bottom line, none of us are perfect, and we all have quirks. It's okay to admit and deal with things proactively. No one who cares anything about you won't care about what's won't care what's going on with you, and they will go out of their way to help you. Sometimes you get lost in their minds, and we forget things like that. It's okay to seek help, folks. Do it. Now, back to Pops. He's not a typical guest that I bring onto the show. He's part of a YouTube channel that brings shows together on that Madness comic network. Think of something like Pluto TV, where they host over 40 shows a week, and it keeps growing. He's got some great ideas, and what he's doing right now is pretty fantastic. As I was putting the show together, I reached out to Pops about whether to run the show today. We decided that although it's perhaps a teeny tiny bit dated, it's still relevant. So that's why we're doing it. Even better, Pops has agreed to return the show for an update. And this time, it won't be six months down the road. So, see the show notes. You'll find links for the comic book network and Ross's podcast. Now, if you're new to this podcast, thanks for checking it out. I hope you continue to sample the show. Please look at the show notes. Also, follow the podcast on social media. Subscribe to the podcast. I want this podcast to continue to grow. And as I said, I want to introduce fans new and old to a different way of discovering and reading fantastic comic books. Now, on to today's show. Hope you enjoy it.
Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a very different type of guest with a different type of thing. But before we talk about that exactly, um, Pops, you um, are my first time guest. Welcome to the show. And uh, I want to know what your comic book origin story is. How did you get hooked into comic books and became a lifelong reader? Well, first, let me thank you for having us out. No problem. This is awesome. I mean, I got so much to talk about. You probably would will have to set up something else so we can talk again. I'm we are going to do this again. Definitely. It definitely gets deep when I start. But um, my comic origin, basically, I was a mythology nerd. Okay, like my third grade teacher dropped a box of books on me at the end of the year, and it had the Trojan War, a kid's a kid friendly version back then, what you would call a kid friendly version, which today is it wasn't too much gore. It wasn't too deep into the mythological, but it was the story. Right. So I became a mythology nerd. I started paying attention to Greek and, and Norse mythology and a little bit of Egyptian and, you know, Roman, all that. Right. Okay. And got, got kind of lost in it. I was at the supermarket. And you know how they used to have the spinner racks at the end cap. See, now that's, that says a lot about you. That says a lot about you because like most modern people don't know about spinner racks. You know, spinner racks. I know spinner racks. Go on with your story. So at the supermarket, you know, when you're waiting in line where the candy and all that last minute stuff is to grab your attention, they used to have the spinner rack of the comics right there at the end of the, when you first get in line, right? So I look over and Defenders number 10. Great run at that time. It has the Hulk and Thor duking it out in the finale of the evil eye crossover between the Avengers and the Defenders, which I didn't know anything about at the time. All I saw was dude, that's Thor. And that's, yeah, that's cool. I picked it up. I'm like, hey, yo, Ma, can I get this? I was like maybe 12 or 13. I I was above comics as a kid, right? It wasn't until I saw that they were delving into something I was interested in. And then, of course, I became interested in superhero teams because I thought that Defenders was just awesome. You got a magic dude, a dude from outer space, a dude from under the sea, and, and Hulk. Right. It was like, okay, so I was into it. So then I had to run from spinner rack to spinner rack over the next two weeks or three weeks trying to find all the back issues of that story. And you know how that worked. The stuff that the last month's stuff just got rammed in the back and they put this month's stuff in front of it. Right. I ended up eventually getting the whole story. And yeah, a couple of them were really beat up and bent up pretty bad because they were jammed in the back of the of the slot and the spinner rag, but I ended up getting the whole story and then it was all over. I liked the defenders. I liked the Avengers and pretty much all of the spinoffs of all those characters, you know, vision uh, Mantis was part of the Avengers at the time. Vision, you know, such a great run during that time. That was, that was Englehart's run. It it was a great story. I love it. And, and my thing was, is and my whole comic career uh, as a reader and a fan, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to whose names were on it. It was, you know what I mean? There was no, I didn't even look at names back then. I was a comic fan. You know? Exactly. You know, I, I'm the, I was the same way. I just read the stories. It wasn't become, I became older and adult that I started connecting the dots, the creators and their histories and what they did and who they, and all that right. stuff. And I appreciate the creators so much more now that I kind of almost wish I knew what I knew now about the comic books back then. I probably, I might've would have got a greater appreciation of things. 
I'd have probably started doing this a lot sooner had I met all these people sooner. You know what I mean? It's like I've I've had so much fun the last three years. What exactly is the Madness Comic Network and what content do you run in and, and who might it appeal to? Um, we try to make sure that the network appeals to everybody. There's shows for everyone. There's um, game shows. There's shows that might lean slightly one way or the other politically. But as as a whole, it's like I want a variety of shows out there. If somebody comes to me and says, I want you to put my show on your network, I'll go look at it. And as long as it's not like, you know, like really bad or anything, then I bring them in. Right. I don't I, I'm I'm not trying to be a, a policeman. You okay. know, I'm trying to build a network. Like if you go look at any channel on tv you don't like every show on so you're like a curator of of shows right i'm trying to bring as many people as i can to one place we 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 have a future plan for this right now it's kind of a beta test we're finding out who has consistent content who gets you know people are watching but we also don't just do it in one place I did um, my my main thing is getting eyes on what people do. So I will take your show and I will put it in eight different places on different platforms. Um, you know, everywhere where I have a presence, I'll put right. a show and so, I'll put it on your channel too. So you see what I mean? It's like, we're not trying to take away your show from your channel. You still do it there. We just simulcast it in a whole bunch of other places. So other audiences might see it. Are you the brains, well, the madness behind all this, or uh, who other people might be involved? Or is this just all you? Well, there's a lot of people involved. There's no way I could do this without, I mean, this thing has evolved over, it started out just a little Facebook group with a few hundred people in it, and a lot of them were creatives, okay? That's where this all started in the comic-related madness Facebook group. We had some really awesome people that joined the group right away founding members brian polito there's there's some big time people that joined this group right when we started building it and have been a large part of where we've gone when the dreaded covid shut everything down right i had this little facebook group and that's all i had i didn't have a youtube channel a twitch channel i wasn't on twitter i went nowhere else i had a little facebook group but I had a whole bunch of friends that were going, what am I going to do? There ain't going to be no cons all summer long. What am I going to do? And I felt that for my friends. Okay. And I was like, okay, I got this little teeny platform. Let's start doing this thing called CromCon. Crom is our little green internet troll mascot. You'll see him on our logos and stuff. You, you know, there's, he's right here, as a matter of fact. I'm yeah, just, I see him right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... He was created by a guy named Edwin Badillo, who um, won the logo contest for the comic related madness way back when we did. Uh, uh, we were looking for a logo for the group and he won it. And that little green dude was in the middle of the logo. And then the little green dude took on a life of his own. Now he's been drawn by dozens and dozens of artists you know um there's stories with him crossing over with other people's ips that's gotten all out of hand okay but that wasn't the goal it, the goal was getting eyes on people's projects so once a month we would come out here and do a all weekend show 
from noon to, to midnight and sometimes later. And it every half hour, it was one creator after another talking about what they were doing all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And in the beginning, it was the first weekend of the month. And we did that for, I don't know, about a year. And, and it I realized that the first weekend of the month wasn't going to work. We had to change it to the last weekend of the month because it kept interfering with family stuff. My birthday, my son's wedding. I ended up not being able to be at some of the shows because it was interfering with family stuff. So I changed it. But we've been doing it for three years straight. Every single month. And since then, we've grown. We've, we've expanded to Twitter, YouTube, um, Twitch. Uh, we have a little Instagram presence. I'm, I'm, my, my thing is getting eyes on what people do. Okay, we do launch parties on the network. We do countdowns when your Kickstarter's almost at the end. We'll bring you out for the last hour and remind everybody, hey, yo, this one's almost over. And we'll talk to you and we'll highlight it for that last hour and try to bring in that last push. Launch parties right now over there in the comic related madness. Max DeVille is launching Mary Machine Gun number four. And you can watch that show live right now over there. That's the kind of stuff that's going on. We promote what people are doing. Uh, right now, we got 26 shows on the network. And we have, you know, the vision. The vision is mine, but without people like uh, Pete and Phil back in the beginning, helping me with tech, teaching me how to do all this stuff and keeping the show going. Um, without people like Doc Blaylock right now, who, who co-hosts CromCon, Rich Parada and Lori Calcitera, who also host shows on the network. There's a whole bunch of people that, sh that host Madness original shows, as well as people that bring their own shows to our network. Dude, it went from us having our like five or six shows that we did on a re pretty regular basis to having 26 weekly shows that go off pretty much like clockwork. So I know. I'm sorry. You notice you have that you have a Twitch feed and a YouTube feed. How does that all work and integrate and to get it to get together? And there's is there actually a comic book presence on the Twitch feed? Uh, mainly the Twitch was for the art, the art streams, because we have people that we have artists that come out and host um, just art streams where a bunch of artists come out and draw together. And that's really what the Twitch was, you know. But it got to the point where, man, I don't got time to decide to pick and choose what shows should go where. Um, let's just put them all over there. And, and you know, some it, of them go as podcasts and some of them go as art streams. Right? So how does it feel? How does it work? On, has it been working OK for you over there on Twitch? Uh, that's the one I don't know enough about to push hard. That's understandable. I mean, it's you something. I mean? It's a it's a new platform for something that you're doing because people normally see it as a gaming platform. And it's actually building up a different type of audience. And do we you... also have um, three game shows on Friday. Oh, that's very. What kind of game shows do you have? I'm just um, curious. Uh, the Friday morning show is is a biweekly back and forth. Chris Chris Brown does from the Laughing Rogue. He does tabletop demos. Uh, one week and then the next week we have Max DeVille running a D&D &D game so we go okay. back and forth between the two the afternoon show is a replay of the fellowship of D20's Sunday show we show it again on Friday for them so that way people are fresh into what's going on as they go into the Sunday new episode right gotcha. so it's kind of like a replay refresher for people and then we have a new show we'll be doing soon which will be Fallout 3 
and we're going to be doing that at nine o'clock on Saturday night, starting at the end of the month. We're, uh, I just got the book in the dice yesterday from Seth Stevens, and he's going to be running that game. There's so much cool stuff going on. Some of those um, things, especially your original, because you could do original programming. Have you thought about stripping out the audio and doing it as a podcast? Um, I was doing that for a little while, but man, with the amount of shows I got, it's just too, I don't have any tech people to do this stuff for me and I just don't have time. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. No, like I do. I, no, no. Uh, I, I totally understand <laughs> because on my end of things, um, we'll talk, we talked a little bit before, but I run a, you know, the short form podcast, sometimes it's longer, but I'm doing three or four episodes. And as I told you, you're like my fourth taping today. Yes. We're taping this in early January. And I told you, I have no idea when this is going to get released because I've got so many tapings going on between the last couple of days through the weekend. And then I got to sift. I told you, I got to sift through the rubble to figure out where to place and what I got to do. I'm still waiting for other interviews to come in. And mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yeah, I've got somebody waiting for um, me when we get done, and I think I got somebody else there. So I mean, I've, I've got them lined up all 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 day here. So yeah, it's very hard when you're trying to do stuff. So let me go back to you now. I know that your goal is to do a VOD Roku channel. That sounds a bit ambitious. How are you going to plan to try to do something like that? Well, um, our friend Max, who I aforementioned has a Kickstarter launching right now. He is the guy who built Hart Fisher's American Horror Roku channels. Okay. And he's a friend of ours. So I know exactly what it's going to cost. I know exactly what it's going to cost to maintain. I, you know, it's like, and we have all these people with all this content. Now, what we're going to do is I'm going to go over to uh, the ORP, right? The Omen Revelation show. I know exactly which one it is. And we're going to strip all their content off YouTube and put it as something you can binge watch on the Roku network. Okay. And I'm not saying they're not going to still be able to do their YouTube show. What I'm saying is I'm going to put all their stuff in one place and everybody else's stuff all in one place where people can go. I'm going to go to the madness comic network on Roku and binge watch somebody's show. It's all going to be there. You got some really cool stuff. Do you got something really cooking exciting um in like the next few months coming out that you're excited about yet well that's that's the main thing i'm excited about is is getting that up and running you know how long it'll take before you get it running once we have the funding it probably just like three four months it's just an issue then of downloading and uploading and downloading and uploading how long that all takes right yes Um, the more the more shows we add to the network the longer that setup is obviously going to take but having somebody that's on board to maintain the network. Right. Yes. And, and keep it, keep it updated and keep it fresh. And I know what it's going to cost to do that. And then, you know, we get to do other things. We get to promote uh, comic book stores and stuff can send us their ads. Hell we'll make ads for them. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, we have a lot of people that we have, we have our sponsors, London Gothic, Critical Blast, Laughing Rogue, committed comics we have sponsors and we have people who have been faithful friends bars that we will promote what they're doing forever you know Um, 
I, I don't, I, I don't know if I reached out to you or you reached out to me because I've got like a thousand uh, message streams. I'm, I'm being facetious a little bit, but I have a lot of messaging going on between Twitter and email and all these things. I'm not sure how we came into contact with each other, but on it's been Twitter. really. I saw you on Twitter. That's... There you go, and it's very cool what you've got going. I, we're going to figure out, you know, a off tape. We're going to figure out what to do next. And I wanted to do this as an introduction to what you have. We'll have links um, when it gets close to when I'm going to be actually doing it. We'll have links in the show notes and all that stuff. Before we part for today, Patrick, do you have any closing comments before you wrap up? Uh, I was going to make the offer to you like I do everybody else. If you want to bring your show to the network, let me know. We can probably, I have plans on what's going to be going on. Pops, you are with your uh, Madness Comic Network. It is such a cool little project. I was just now on the YouTube feed looking at it. And I have a thousand questions and I have to remind myself that I'm a short form podcast that I can't keep you know, going on. But Every yes. playlist on that on the YouTube channel is a different show. And you see all the episodes of each show on their own playlist. And there's it's, like, you it's know. very fascinating. I'm, we're going to have you back on again, again. Thank you for coming on for the podcast and we'll figure something out. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for having us, man. We appreciate you. Hello and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years and have never lost my passion for comic books, something I try to pass on to old and new readers.